Hey everyone, welcome again to another episode of Nerds in the City, a Central Florida podcast talking about nerd cultures, movies, games, comics, movie reviews, and events happening in and around Central Florida. Hopefully, we do have some maybe coming up soon. As always, this is your host Tony with our boy Nix. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. That was the most evil laugh. Was that evil? I thought it was just a bad like British accent I threw in there. That that was evilly bad. Wow. So I'm <laughs> evil and British. That's yeah, <laughs> evil and British. <laughs> yeah. So how's everything been, man? It's cool. Just another week, I guess. I've been catching up on my anime hard. I haven't catched up on anything at all. Like I'm just bad at that. Yeah, you, I told you that. Yeah, I know. You have the 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 syndrome that I would have. Just watch one show, even though you watch it, just rewatch it. Yeah, what is it? The 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 rebinge the rebinge addiction or something? Yeah, <laughs> it's because you're comfortable, so you is everything's predictable, so you don't. So you just it's like background noise. Yeah, but here's the weird part. I've gotten to a plat, I, I, a kind of a point, mm-hmm. especially now. You know, obviously the time. You know, the last couple of months we've had an opportunity to just have something playing in the background so much. I have literally watched my reg- all my like regulars so much that I can't watch them anymore. Like they're becoming dip- more and more difficult. Oh, for real? Why? Which one is becoming more the most difficult? Okay, so for a lot, let me see. So it started with um, I'm sure there was other ones, but the one that I noticed it the most was it started with oh no, Family Guy. I think it was. So, Family Guy, you know, we watched it so many times, I, you know, it's become more difficult to rewatch it. Yeah. And then, I, then American Dad, and then, um, and then, um, uh, The Office. Yeah. And then, uh, recently, the one that's been hitting me now is, uh, How I Met Your Mother. That's what I'm, that's what I watch it. That's what you watch it now, but like, what I'm saying is, I have rewatched those, uh, shows so much. That is becoming more and more difficult to rewatch it now. And actually, even shows that I watched recently, I've rewatched them so many times that, like, uh, I did the same thing with Monk. Yeah. Now it's like I already. The thing is, if you already know the the show so well, or you know the episode so much, they they they're not even a little bit of a surprise in order to be background noise, because you already know. Like the minute you see the title, you already know what's gonna happen. And you kind of play the whole episode in your head, and you're like, oh, I don't want to want like have that playing because I already know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I get you. No, I understand. You lose, like, lose all all possibility of surprise. Yeah, I think that happens to me when I was when I would watch The Office. If there's certain episodes, I'm like, I know it's gonna happen. I really don't want to watch it. I'll just go to the next episode, even though I know it's gonna happen in the next episode. I'm like, it's more, it's I'm more accepting of letting it play out mm-hmm. and watching it and have it as background noise. But now I'm, I'm trying to re- remove myself from that. And and uh, watch other th- other shows that are on my queue to watch. So, this yeah. is my. It's just me. I just started multitask so much. That's what. That's why when I go to your house, I, that's why I'm gonna start putting movies on your your wish list or your list to watch movies that or an, animes that I know you haven't watched. Dude, I have a, you think I don't have a list of my own? There's shows that I have just abandoned that I have to rewatch, like um, The Arrow, Flash, Supernatural. Like these are all some of my favorite shows. Yeah, I have like missed seasons, like complete seasons of other so new episodes. To, talking about Supernatural. Yeah, what you got? I didn't. I know we had to, on our list to talk about, but mm-hmm. this is one that came up today or yeah. just recently. So your boy Jensen Eccles, yeah, got uh, recruited to be on the Boy Season Three. For you know how crazy that is, though. Like you don't understand. Like I I, you mentioned Supernatural, I was I was, I was well, just remembering about. I've been a fan. I have been a fan of Supernatural, specifically. Um, Eccles, yeah. Um, obviously, because he play, he plays Dean, like literally the my favorite character. I think almost everybody's favorite character from that series. And I feel like he's one of those because you have seen the guy who plays Sam in a couple things here and there, right? Yeah. But Eccles, I haven't seen him in anything. I feel like, and I've there's rumors, always rumors, but there's like I've heard all these rumors of uh, him being approached for so many other things, and he doesn't do it. Like he just declines it. Like I mean, talking about Marvel roles, I've I've heard that. I mean, rumors are that he's been offered Marvel roles and he's declined it. Like he is so comfortable with Supernatural. Think about it, it's been there for like I think we're going to the 15th, 16th, 17th, I don't know. Uh, the last it's, yeah, fifteenth season. It's the something last like season. that. It's the last season, but it's a, it's up there. And um, that's the one thing I said when I found out that they were going to cancel like that it was going to be his final season. 
was at least now maybe he's going to be now that he doesn't have the show anymore maybe he's going to be more willing to do other projects yeah i think he's going to open himself up more so it'd be cool to see him in something else after all this time because i've been wanting to obviously you know he's a character and it would be nice to see that kind of character or other people he plays too. yeah i saw that shows. i was like oh nick doesn't like this now he could, he'll transition to another show that you haven't watched yet but so it'd be interesting it's funny that if that if that's the one he decided to do something like which is kind of like if you think about it like supernatural like dark yeah let's so like a dark superhero ish yeah yeah that with the yeah it would be a lot it would be dark but it wasn't i haven't watched supernatural i'm gonna let you know that's no, fine but is, is it a dark show overall well, there's a dark theme, but it's more comedy and humor with no, it. No, it has a mix of it. You know, it has, it's a mix of like, you know, humor or whatever. But it, for the most part, yeah, it's about the supernatural. So like they, they kill people. Like they, every episode somebody dies. Um, and obviously they hunt them. And that's the whole point is they hunt, uh, you know, all different types of things, demons, angels, all that stuff. Like, so yeah, it's messed up, but it's kind of like, it's literally the, if, if they were going to match, if they were going to have a tone to match it, I would say the boys. Okay, so all right, so let's get into our news. <laughs> let's segue right into it. Go for it. So our boy Ryan Reynolds is the funniest dude on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> like how you started that. He's the funniest dude on this planet. Okay. Yeah. So he just uh, created a streaming service, right? Mm-hmm. So like to go along with like Amazon, Netflix, Disney Plus, Apple TV, Peacock. HBO Max. So it's called Mint Mobile Plus. So it it looks like the layouts is very Netflix oriented. It looks like a Netflix. Oh, you already went on it. I was looking at I was looking up a uh, uh, reading some articles about it. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have it yet. I haven't done it, but it it has uh the it only has one movie that it's free. It only has one movie. That's it's called Foolproof. So it's like a heist movie. But the best part about it is like every category, like he has like different categories and it all has that same movie as suggested. So wait, he went through the trouble of creating, like, so he created it and you're saying it's Netflix quality, like as far as the the, the way the, the browser is, not like, let's say Crackle. Crackle was, I guess, the low end. Yeah. Not because of the name or whatever the show, but I'm talking about the way that the browser is. Yeah. The design is based off of, uh, bases off the design is off on Netflix. And you know how like Netflix has your top ten time mm-hmm. movies. All ten of them, yeah, is the same movie, but different pictures or clips of that movie in it, like a diff- a different design post poster design of that movie. So I, <laughs> I see the spoof of it because it's yeah. like it just seems like this is a huge spoof, right? It's yeah, a huge joke, which is great. I mean, dude, he's becoming he's still very relevant. The question I have is, well, maybe because this might be the only movie he has the rights to, but. Yeah, is a pristine standard like uh, definition. So it's not even like 4K. It's just a standard definition. I think seven. No, no, no. I get that. What I'm saying is maybe because I was thinking why, why that movie? Because I mean, Ryan Reynolds has had his hit misses. I mean, he could have yeah. done he didn't read Green Lantern. You know, if he wanted to do something like that, something where he's more known for like being a bad movie, whatever. I mean, trust me, I have watched almost everything he does because I, I, I love him as an actor. He's funny to me. He has this persona that just always makes me laugh. Um, remember, what was he? I'm surprised he didn't have the show um, Two Guys, a Girl in a Pizza Shop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, that's so obscure that most people wouldn't even remember it. But, no, the fact that he has that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I'm just wondering why that movie. I, I don't know why. They, it's, it's just... Uh, I haven't explained it. I've tried to read, but it just said that he just treated that, I guess, as a spoof to it. And mm-hmm. that's what that's it is. Is it meant? Like, I'm wondering if it's just a movie that he has, like, the rights to, um, maybe, to be able to just distribute it. Because I know every time a movie is like that, you need the rights to it. You know, you need to have the rights to distribute it. So I wonder if it's that's the reason why he picked that movie. Or maybe it's maybe it's an indication. Or maybe if you watch the movie, you, you maybe... It's an indication of what what maybe his next project is going to be. Maybe I don't know. He has a lot of projects on, uh, underway. The, mm. the the one that's most recent is a uh, a uh, free guy or a uh, free guy. The one that he's an NPC character. Wait a minute. What if? Wow. What if? So he opens this thing, right? It's free. He gets gets people to sign up for it, and mm. then he closes. Let's say he closes uh, your ability to create a new account, right? Yeah. Once you're already a member of this thing, like you have your membership, it's free. 
But then he closed his ability to. So people that jumped on it, just, you know, whatever, they jumped on it. And next thing you know, he just, next thing you know, the next movie that he adds, it'll be on that. Free Guy. Uh-huh. This next movie. So it's like a way to kind of distribute it, you know, as a joke or something, something to get to his fans in that way where it's like, oh, people just laugh at it or whatever. They don't get into it. But the people that actually are that loyal and sign up just because he did it or whatever. And they start playing as Free Guy. Yeah, that's, you know, one day the free guy's out and, like... It'll be on that streaming service yeah. for that one free movie. That'd, that'd be, be funny, but I think, that, I think it's hilarious cool that he just it. did that. I there has there always has to be a reason for something, not just because... No it could be did. multiple things. It could be that he's testing on a new streaming service. Yeah, um, maybe, but with one movie only. That's the best part. That's the he's just testing, <laughs> yeah, like, he's testing the way a platform is or how it is, whatever, or... You know, maybe that movie, there's something in that movie. He's always loved that movie, but nobody's ever really watched it. So this would be a way to kind of acknowledge it. Maybe, some, you know, a movie out of all the movies he's made, maybe that's one movie he he always appreciated but never got acknowledged before. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. It could be a million different things. A million but, different things, though. So it's cool. With, I like, I like with, speculating. With that streaming going on, what's reopening also is mm-hmm. at AMC Theaters opening up oh, uh, the 20th, which is, I think, a few days from now, it's... Thursday is opening up, and they have a big promo saying movies of the 2020 for prices of the 1920s. So all the movies on opening day are 15 cents to watch. Uh, but the thing is that none of the movies that they're showing are from uh, from the 20, any movies that came on 2020. So they have Ghostbusters. Um, I think they're, they're going to have uh, Black Panther, Back to the Future, Grease. On opening day. Wait, for Ghostbusters, which one though? Because the Ghostbusters, the original was Ghostbusters. Supposed to, oh, I was about to say Ghostbusters was supposed to release a new one. No, no, the the not after Afterlife, the the old one, the okay. first, the original first one. They're gonna just show it on theaters on opening day, for fifteen cents, and then after that, I think it stays there for a little bit for five dollars. Mm-hmm. But that's their way of trying to initiate people to come back to the movies, to the theaters. You know what this reminds me of. It kind of reminds me of like when you watch movies and the person breaks up with the other person and then the other person doesn't want to take, you know, take that hint and still keeps on coming back like, you know, with other gestures on trying to get the other person back. Yeah. So you basically the person has to get to the point where they're just like, no, just it, it's, it's over. It's, it's over. Just, it's over. <laughs> just stop. It's over. Mm-hmm. You're, but you're, have candy. You're embarrassing yourself right mm-hmm. now. It's over. I have, like, I have candy. Like have that's popcorn. what I'm saying. Have I just price feel like, popcorn. <laughs> this is like the last stitch attempt. I mean, who knows? I mean, I could just speculate it because I'm only basing on my perspective. But I've been feeling even before this whole situation, this whole pandemic, the movie theater situation has been always questionable because even before movie movie pass, the other uh, there was a, there was an option where they were talking about possibly. Um, having a monthly service where you would get new movies, whatever, or you would pay 50 bucks to watch movies. And I was like, I was interested in that. I was mm. 50 bucks to rent a movie. And I was interested in that, but that was because you get to watch it from your house. And that was like a year ago, like two, maybe a year and a half, maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. So again, I think the movie industry, the movie theater industry has been kind of seeing something like this coming. And this just kind of put the nail in the coffin. So that move right there just feels a little bit more like, yeah. Little, little desperate there. <laughs> You're trying a little bit too hard. Trying yeah. a little bit too it's hard. It's almost like you ever. That's what I'm saying. It feels like yeah. somebody's offering you something for free. And you're like, yeah, this is yeah. I don't want it. I don't. Want something it. seems weird about this. <laughs> I don't want this. Though. Fifteen cents? Nah, I'm good. I know they are requiring masks and they're doing limited seating, but still, it's it's to the point of like, uh, I know so, you know who's doing successful mm-hmm. though or doing better is um in Miami, uh, I think. The football stadium there, I forgot the name of it. Mm-hmm. I think the Hard Rock Stadium, mm-hmm. they do have out, outdoor seating, which is like a little tent that you get to rent and it's covered. Like, you know, like those beach tents mm-hmm. like that. You just chill on your little section and you just watch movies on the big screen outside. Which so I like, think kind of like that, that, that viral picture of that concert. I think it was in, in Britain or England. Scott, and Yeah. The one that they had, like the little squares. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an outdoor concert. Similar, but just a beach tent on the outside. Like one mm. of those, like it's like half cover that comes mm-hmm. over like a cone. So, um, so yeah. So that's, I've, I've been watching people go to it and it's, it's mm. getting packed. So a lot of people are going. So I think that's going to be the new, 
using utilizing spaces that are nor not normally done that way. Mm-hmm. How, like we talked about last week or two weeks ago with Walmart being doing drive-in theaters because they're trying to utilize open space, open space that people mm-hmm. could go to. Now that a lot of theaters are going to see even more struggle for people to push into those movie theaters because now you're crammed into a small space that you're like questioning even if I should go at this point. Well, you know what's funny is that because you mentioned the, the the way that the movie theaters the rules and everything, and I don't know if I mentioned this in any other podcast that I mean any other episode we did, but I found one little detail funny about that. So I was reading the rules. It says you know yeah you um they clean everything you have to wear a face mask all the time yeah um o- like the only exception is if you're eating popcorn and drink um that you don't have to have your face mask on if that's going on um that the seating computer is specifically designed to. To make sure that there's uh, social distancing. Like, so if I buy my tickets, um, the next person buy the tickets, obviously, it, like, it'll space it out, whatever, right? Yeah. But the, then the part, you know how things always have to add disclaimer. So it said something at the end that I'm just like, wait a minute. So it said at the very end of it, because uh, I was watching a video, I think it was, and the video says something like, but you can move seats after the movie starts. I'm like, what? <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, so... I, you know how funny that is? Is like, oh, we we specifically designed the things. The tickets are very specific to be seated so that there's social distancing. But yet, they literally said in their promotion, even in their personal rules, you can switch seats once the movie starts. So I'm like, okay, yeah. then that doesn't really inspire a lot of confidence. Yeah, it doesn't. You're not you're not uh, enforcing the rules that you're trying to promote. Yeah, because I mean, I get it. Maybe if maybe they said that because let's say it's like, it, oh, social distance. But if I'm not looking. That's all right. You guys could sit all together in one room. No, because think about that. Like, if let's say I get it. Like, if I bought my tickets and you bought your tickets separately. Yeah. That the only way we can sit together is if we move seats, whatever, right? Yeah. But then, obviously, if you know person A and your person B, obviously there's a social distance between you two, and I just had to move down there to sit with you guys. Guess what? I'm literally next to that person, or I'm invading that person's space. So it's like. Basically, what's the point of social distancing the tickets if people could just sit right next to you? Yeah, there it's not enabling anything with that. Exactly. So I, I don't know, I, and also like I said, fifteen cent thing just feels very, um, yeah, very desperate. Very desperate. Feels yeah. like the the guy from remember Dave Chappelle's character, uh, the one he used to play that that was a crackhead. Yeah. That's that's what it feels like. I felt, <laughs> the minute the minute I saw that, I'm like, yeah, I just New felt, Jack City. I felt I felt like I, I saw AMC. No, no, well, uh, Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle's. Uh, oh, Dave Chappelle. Okay. Uh, Cletus. I'm oh, not Cletus. Uh, I forgot the name of the character. Because I'm I'm thinking because he came off of he was re- referencing uh, New Jack City. Yeah, uh, Chris Rock. Okay. No, yeah. it's I, all I pictured was if AMC was a person, they're just sitting over there shaking and scratching their neck the whole time while they're telling me, "Hey, B, you can come watch a movie for 15 cents. <laughs> yeah so with, with that reopening yeah so yeah. now there's going to be one movie is being re-released into theaters mm-hmm. is bloodshot vin diesel's bloodshot movie which i kind of think is funny because the it was a very had a very short run because once it was released all the theaters shut down within less than a month from the release date of that movie and and even at the time it came out People were already trying not practice social distancing, but just there was not an active like um, guidelines. Mm-hmm. People were just automatically like, you know, what? I'd rather not just in case mm-hmm. for not taking the chance. And now Sony was trying to push back, push on a uh, VOD release for it, and for, it, which? for they have VOD for for Bloodshot. I know that, but that's what I'm saying. I, I saw yeah. it at home. Yeah. yeah, so they they had it there, and I guess they were like, I guess they're trying to recoup even more money from what they invested into it, so they're going to release it into the. But you know, it's fun. It's available on Stars Network, right? I didn't know that. <laughs> I did not know that. I, well, okay, so I was curious because I remember you had mentioned this was going to be a topic um, earlier today, and I was like, you know, something. I'm curious about this because I was so curious about maybe. Maybe it didn't make its money, the money that it anticipated. So maybe that's why they're trying to do it. So I found out, you know, how much they made. But then I saw that it was a, it came up as it being available to watch on stars. I'm like, what? Yeah. So it's already in distribution. And as far as a streaming network for free, if you have that service, you know, if you uh, like, if you have the stars network. So I think that's funny as it is. I, and I mean, 
I don't know. I mean, the movie the movie was not that good. They were they. Well, you know what it is is that uh, Sony or and Paramount were really hoping it for it to be a franchise, being that so holding, it, holding Vin Diesel's name to it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So, it just feels like this thing where it's like again another you, you, another you, kind you, of desperate move where it's like, like, like come on, you guys like it. Come on, you guys like it. You guys yeah, like. Yeah. I know what it was. You guys just because it was in the theater. That's why you guys are like, saying you, you don't like. You didn't it. have a chance to watch it in the theater. That's why it's not popular. And now you watch it at your house, and you're like, no, you know what? Maybe you really need to see it in theater to get that whole theater. Uh, ambiance in the loud, yeah, like also as a the theater, sound, and people are gonna sound. talk about like how amazing the movie was. Like, no, it's, no, <laughs> no, no, it still sucked. It's so it was still sucked. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, this is yeah. gonna be better. No, it's no, not. No, no, no. Let's, let's stop, stop, no, no. please. Stop. We broke up. We broke up. We broke well, up. because you know what's funny? If you're gonna use that argument, then I uh, I believe around the same time there was like because you know what it is. Obviously, I remember the movies that were closest uh, at that time because those were the only movies I got to see for a long time. Yeah, which was. Bloodshot was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Sonic was close, right? It was out for a little bit, but it was around that time. Yeah. Um, Invisible Man. Yeah, Invisible Man. And I think was- that one did. That one has a lot of acclaim, and that was around the same time as that well. That came around like the week before Bloodshot, I think, if I'm not mistaken. It was around like within two or three weeks of that frame. Then, but what was the other movie? Who was the other movie? That was the Hunt. The Hunt. That movie did. Didn't do well because that was like the last week. That was the last movie to come out. Yeah, that was the very last movie to come out, and I think that was that's when the that's the hunt was the one movie to come out because every other movie around the same time, I think that's got when delayed. it started to get pulled. Yeah, everything yeah, got pulled. Get, yeah, because the week after that was that's when everything clo- closed, shut down. Yeah, so that's something. Are those movies going to get the opportunity to be really released? If you're going to make the same argument, um, I think it depends because it, it depends on the movie and the anticipation of what the. Uh, uh, the company wants to come from it, like, like how I was saying, like they wanted to do have um, Bloodshot to be a franchise movie, so they were already anticipating, like, oh, if it makes so much money, then we could pull two or three movies using it as like the uh, the concept of Fast and the Furious. But I think like Knives, uh, the Hunt was it was intended to be a one shot, and it was like one of those like filler movies for the between the summer break. Be- Right well, the, no, it was more of like an indie style movie. Yeah, indie, but you know how like they use those films to be like kind of distributing companies. They use them as certain films that just to as a buffer before a bigger blockbuster from their company to come out. Mm-hmm. And like that, like the hunt, I don't think it's gonna be re released. I think it's isn't gonna... um isn't Invisible Man a Sony movie too? Yeah, but it it did so well on its own with the storyline. Yeah, and it's gonna get a it's sequel. universal, universal. Okay, but that's gonna get a sequel. Yeah, so well, that was already a, uh, they was, they're expanding the dark universe on that, but no, with but, standalones. No, but that's what I'm saying. Well, the dark universe has not done well, um, because obviously oh, the well, mummy, with, yeah, they, the mummy yeah. with Tom Cruise did not do well, and um, well, they, that was the only one, that was the first movie they came out with, the and, mummy, right? Yeah, and, and it did not do well, like to open up a franchise with it. Invisible Man did well just because it wasn't really focused on the the ability thing as much. Yeah. So what they and I know and I'm just reiterating yeah, what, yeah, with, yeah. like last time is that the only reason they did that is because the mummy did the mummy did so bad mm-hmm. that the um, Universal pulled all the concepts that they were trying to push to make it a big universe, and then they just went with more smaller like slightly smaller budgets. But focus on more original content with that idea, more original perspectives of that. They idea. opened up to more, more, um, more creatives. Yeah. Rather than just uh, go, because that's what they they did with that with the mummy. I never even got to watch it, but I heard it was so bad. People warned me not to watch it. Like that's how bad it was. But it was uh, it, that was a huge. That must have been a huge budget for that movie. Yeah. Because you have a super hateless actor, obviously Tom Cruise, and you know just. The, the scale of everything that happened just seemed crazy. So it just like they just feel like they were just trying to build this huge universe. Yeah. So that's that. Let's see what happens and when they're going to re-release it. I think they might re-release it probably in a few weeks after all the theaters fully officially open. So that's exciting to see. Wow. So look at. Wow. Wait a minute. So just tell me. Don't oh. tell me. No, the, okay, so I was looking up before, and I got to look this up again, just to make sure I'm right on this, but because, like I said, I was curious about to see how much um, they made, you know, which, cool. was, like, uh, uh, the, the uh, Bloodshot made, I think they... 10 million I, domestically. Was it 10 million? I thought it was yeah. 35 million. No, they made 10 million domestically. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because I just looked up the Invisible Man, and they made, like, over 
177 million. Yeah. With a budget of seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from the article I read, uh, it was saying that uh, that the movie barely made ten million dollars domestically, barely, and it was a lo- it was a big budget movie too. With it just the- wasn't a good movie. That's all. It is what it is. Um, so hey, to that mm-hmm. we go on to better news. What you got? What you got? All right. So this week, uh, one of my favorite fighting games, Dragon Ball Fighters, had an announcement for their season three, mm-hmm. and we got to we got a new character that I've been waiting for. Really, Master Roshi. He's being released as uh, the next character uh, for the season three, and I think it's coming out in September. I think he's being released, if I'm not mistaken. So they showed some gameplay mm-hmm. of him. I love that character from the original. Is Dragon he going to be more like, isn't he like well known for like saying really kind of like provocative? Yeah, yeah, provocatively outrageous things. I, I don't think they're going to use a lot of the uh, context. Original of what context. He, context of what he would say. But mm-hmm. I think they're going to keep that humor that he had along with it. Mm-hmm. But his gameplay looks dope. Um, Is it going to be one of those things where he like very, he comes in very weak, but obviously comes out with a lot of power. That's yeah, why he, I know he does. Like, that's another thing about him is that he's very he looks very, misleading. He, yeah, his character looks like a, just an old man with a cane, but he just could kick your ass like mm. super hardcore. But the other thing that they also doing is that they're improvising. Being that the fighting game community took a big hit with Evo being canceled mm. and a lot of people pulling out, so now they're starting their own. Well, they always had their own tournament, but they fix the structure. Of their tournament that starts uh, October, no, September, October. I forgot the official date yet. Mm-hmm. But what they're doing is that they're gonna do eight man teams or eight eight man bracket uh, brackets to do go over a five day span of a round robin, and whoever wins that group goes to the end of the month as like the preliminary or the second round of uh, players of that month. And then that just rolls every month mm-hmm. until they get the grand top 10, I think, 10, 12 players. And then they do the grand finals in December. So now they're expanding instead of doing it on a weekend. Now they're expanding it on a four or five day week. And everybody plays at a certain time and they get to battle with each other. So, And they have new rules implemented for that because of rage quits or uh, input like lags in the game because of the, you don't know who has what type of connection. So they're taking it to a lot of factors into play with it, which they announced with it. Hmm. I don't think they could test your network before. Like you, like you have to have this kind of speed or something they, like that. Yeah. I think they're going to have requirements that you have to be wired in. You can't have, you can't play on Wi-Fi because mm-hmm. just the input up on itself, there's so, so much lag into it mm-hmm. through like I was playing and there was a, there was one time I was playing with somebody and they were on Wi-Fi mm-hmm. And their frame, there were like nine frames. It was like a nine frame delay. Wow. So that's a lot on a game. Of course. To affect it. And when, when people ha- like people get pissed off of two frames or one frame delay, playing against somebody that has nine frames delay, I I was tossing and turning the controller everywhere. Just it was like, fuck. It sucks. <laughs> I hated it. I hated it so much. But yeah, so they, that's one of the things that I I do. I'm happy waiting to, mm-hmm. to play him. Yeah, so don't you play? No, you don't play Dragon Ball Z Fighters. Which one? Dragon Ball Z Fighters, the fighting game. No, you more into Borderlands. I played it for a while. Um, it's not that I didn't. I disliked it. I just, I you know what it is? It's like I was. I'm really. I got to be careful with games that I get into because I am the kind of person that becomes obsessive, obviously, because I, obviously you know I'm into uh, Borderlands. Yeah. And I like playing, but I wish I was more casual. Like, if I play, is I have so many other things that I want to like do. Like, uh, right now is the um, the vector vector portraits and stuff like that. Yeah. that I've been trying to practice. I mean, I I neglect so much because I mean, you can just get caught playing a game all night forever. So that's why I'm just like, I try to kind of time myself to play things. Yeah. Uh, because I know I like get into it and. I, and with that one, I, I didn't get into it, but I knew I would have if I kept it going. Oh, that's what happened with me with uh, Red Dead Redemption. When I first started, mm-hmm. one time I was like, oh, I'm going to play for like an hour. I had something that I was like, I'm going to go to bed early because mm-hmm. I think we were going garage shopping or something the next morning. Mm-hmm. I literally started at 10 and I didn't finish like to three in the morning. Just playing, not even thinking. By the time I'm like, oh, let me get something to drink. It was like three in the morning. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. 
Like, I, you know, I get lost. I have not. Um, so I didn't ever finish the game. But something happened where I just kind of stopped playing a little bit. Like, I was into it. Like, I was playing it every day as soon as I, cl- as soon as I got to home, whatever. And then one day I just stopped for something maybe stopped me from playing. Uh-huh. And I kind of used that break to just kind of. Pick something else on the, the hobby? Yeah, because I'm like, I didn't want to get back into it. I was like, I, it kind of like a spell. The spell was broken. Yeah. So I was like, I don't feel like finishing it. So I just stopped playing, but. You need to finish it. Why do I need to finish it? It's a good game. It's not. It's not a bad game. It's just. But it's. I feel like you have to at least finish it. You already put so many hours into it. At least no, see I can it walk away. End. At least see it to the end. Yeah. You know what? We're gonna put a poll today, tomorrow morning. I'm like, <laughs> should Nick finish Borderlands Three? Oh, I finished Borderlands. Well, I mean, I finished the main story. So there's now there's more because Borderlands you're never gonna finish. All I don't right. think you ever finished. I'll get. I'm not to. Oh, 60. you finished. So you finished the game. Well, I finished the main story. Oh, okay, that's different. There's, there, I guess, there you could play multiple other stories. Like and side like, quests. Oh, this is more than side quests. I think there's like, I think with Borderlands, there's just like more adventures you could take on beyond what the game is is offers. Oh, with the other DLCs, yeah. Okay, so, so you finished it. So we need to get you on another game to get onto. <laughs> we'll find you another game, guys. I think I'll, the only thing I have to do is reach sixty. I haven't reached sixty yet. I think the sixty is the max Borderlands. All right, so you know what. That's it. We're gonna put oh, a poll. It's be like next week. I got like fifty three right now. So okay. So we yeah. have to pull a poll out for you now. I'm gonna make one up. Wait, what what game, should I play? What should What should you play next? We're gonna yeah. do a, like a little questionnaire. Oh well, okay. If we're gonna use that, then it has to be at least a character reference of this. My favorite. The reason I even bought my PlayStation in the first place was Arkham. Was Batman Arkham. Okay. So if that's your frame of reference, go for it from there. Alrighty. All right. So, guys, we're going to do take a quick break and come back with Nix's Corner Review. See you later. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Nix's Corner Review. Blah, hello, blah, hello, blah, blah, people. Blah. How's it going? How's it going? All Everything's right. Going so, good. so, we got two movies to review this week. We do. We do. Which one do you want to start with first? Let's talk about one that's already been out for a little bit uh, mm. that we got to review this week. Um, and then we get into the more newer one. So the one that I got to watch this week was um, American Pickle. Yes. So for anybody who's uh, was looking for it, it's on America, uh, HBO Max. And it is a Seth Rogen movie. Um, and just a little background on the movie. He, he uh, So the idea is that it starts off with a character from the, like I think it was like the 1920s. Um, and you know, he's from a third, he's from another, uh, another country, Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan or something like that. And he come and, you know, uh, comes from a very religious, uh, background and you see the struggle that how he comes, you know, it's but more of in a very, very jokey way. Um, so the, the movie, that part of the movie ends where he was a, uh, he worked in a, in, in a factory that produced pickles and he fell into a vat that was sealed and, he brined in it. For he brined years. for a hundred years, and he came back, hundred years later, um, perfectly preserved, and living in the nineteen twenty in the twenty twenty, um, and then he happened to have a grandson, great great grandson, that was actually the same age as him uh, when he went in. So it was interesting. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, it mostly just because it was, it was different. It, it's not what I expected. Yeah, because I expected it was going to be more of a like how this guy adapts to the new world or stuff like that. Like he's a fish out of water situation, yeah. which they do play that into the movie, but that wasn't a big part. The big part seemed to be very much in the. It's almost like he's the same person in two different aspects, right? He has, um, you know, his obviously Seth Rogen plays both parts, him and his grandson, um, and they're the same age and all these different things. But it, the value system that they have, I guess. Yeah, how how they view family, life, love, exactly. their 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 aspects of just um, how they go for things. Yeah, how, their how they they pursue approach. their passions, their persistency, their work, or their ethics, mm-hmm. work ethics, and how they ad- how they adapt to change or they try to overcome it, and mm-hmm. um, the the uh, tenacity of what they try to do. Yeah, um, it shows very well on both char- um, both characters and. I think he he did really good playing both parts, and um, there were emotional parts in the movie. 
Um, there were a lot of funny parts more. I, I, I feel I enjoyed it more than I thought I would have. Like, I, I knew it was going to be entertaining. Like, mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be entertaining because I, I generally do like Seth Rogen movies. Mm-hmm. But this one was like, I think it did better than I expected. Mm-hmm. Not so much to be like, wow, it's like yeah, five it's, Mickeys. Uh, it's, it's better than, um, what, is, uh, what was it called? Um, uh, what was that one? Um, Which one? Sorry, I do apologize. Where he had the full cast. He had all all the comedians were in it. And they were like End of the in, World? End of the World, yeah. It's not that one, obviously, because that one was over the top funny. Yeah. Um. Obviously, he had a he had a way bigger cast of comedians in that one. Um. Even even uh, one the one with the Kim Jong Un, I think was obviously the that interview? was fun. That was funny. Yeah, that was funnier. Yeah. Yeah, that was funnier. Like I I I this falls into my like it's not neighbor neighbors was good. I think this may have been ba- better than neighbors. The one with him and Zac Efron. No, I think Neighbors that was Zac Efron was funny. I think it might have been better than one than the second uh, installment of that one because I don't know why Neighbors I don't remember two. that being that as funny. That as funny. Yeah. Oh, this is the end of. Uh, no, I, I thought it was way better than the Green Hornet. I could tell you that. That's for sure. Um, but yeah. So overall, this was an entertaining movie. Um, it, it did. Uh, let me just try to say without. I'm trying to say things without like giving out giving the whole away, movie yeah. of what they're trying to emphasize mm-hmm. a lot. I do. Th- I do think the message came across great in the aspect of what they were trying to achieve. Uh, it, it was not like you know how some movies are so over heavy handed where they're trying to like put it down your throat. This yeah. is the message. This is the message. This one it was like slight tones here and there and mm-hmm. little things, little hints or. They try to push certain um, context mm-hmm. that came across. I did do do think they did a good job, not a, a great job, but I think it I, I, it was better than I expected. There was one part. I don't think it was. I don't want to particularly say it was heavy handed in the messaging, but it was heavy handed in the kind of the critique. Because obviously, this movie had a little bit of messaging, but very critique on like modern society and how we interpret. Um, Basically, like trends, not just trends, like how we interpret, because I think that's one thing that I, I noticed about this movie. And this, I've, I've heard this joke before, kind of like how the new, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say because I'm not really like we're all different people. So it doesn't matter. But more like the new trends or the new people that I how they interpret um, things that they don't like, not that they don't understand, but things that are like out of out of place, you know, like, yeah, m- like, oh, he must have meant this instead of what he actually said or yeah. stuff like that. So there was some things I, I thought it was okay, and then there was one part that I like maybe like a five minute scene where things are going on. I think that was way too heavy. Like literally every you know everything that was done, it was like people just kept on interpreting to something completely different. It was like what? Yeah. So I think that was heavy handed with that little bit of critique. Otherwise, it was that was, for the most part, like you said, the messaging was okay. I liked, and I did like it. I liked it so much because I I think I mean I could relate a lot. Like when it comes to, like you said, the tenacity of everything. It's yeah. like, I guess when you know the idea, of like when you come from, like you know, back then when they you didn't have anything. Yeah, you're you're very you're a big go getter. Like you go out and you, you go had get no it. choice to be. Yeah, yeah. and here like everything and, had to be fought for. Everything had to be like yeah, strive toward not just to live comfortably, but to live all together. So. Yeah. And then the other person now has like all these things and you know all these, all these opportunities, and he's and then, to take a soft-handed approach to it. But then that's what I'm saying. That, but it comes down to the same thing as far as what you want, because yeah. the thing is like he wanted to not only live and thrive, but that's why he had that tenacity. But obviously now we have a lot of the comforts that we that we have, and but the things that he actually wants, they don't have as much tenacity. It's not that we don't want it, or you know we want it as as intentfully. It's just. We're super like intellectual how we approach it rather than just doing it. Yeah, and that's something that I think is is, is something I'm always have to deal with, and I've, I've I'm always trying to correct. Uh, I think there was a, a movie uh, I forgot the name of the movie, but I think it was like it was really good. And one thing that I remember the messaging to this day was, um, some like you know like because it was about this kid who couldn't figure out what he wanted to do with his life, but he had all the intelligence, all the potential. And his father gave him the best advice where it's like, you know, I understand not knowing what to do, but sometimes you just got to shoot the gun. Like you can't, you might not be always know the direction, but sometimes you just got to shoot the gun just to hear it go, go off. Yeah. 
So it's you know you don't always have to know where you're gonna go. Sometimes you just, just gotta have to go. Just go. Just have to go. And you figure it out. Exactly. Right? Figure it out from there. Yeah, and that's and this and that's great because that that ties so well into how this movie was trying to approach itself from perspective of both characters and mm-hmm. how they see everything. But also the grounded parts too, like you oh, said, yeah. the the family and the religion part was like, you know, again, it's, it's very relatable. It is, and that's what I liked about it. it was it it was because I mean it's. Sometimes we're just like that. We're sometimes we're as a society in general, we might be too intellectual to certain things because we're just we want to approach it with a with a lot heavier mindset with it, which is nothing wrong with it. But then we we miss what it creates, you know, kind of like, yeah. like I always used to say this when it comes to like because I'm, I'm I was born and raised Catholic and, you know, however my views are on the actual religion part of it, I've always appreciated how people are when they're in that building. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah when they go and they meet up and they're like, I always, people were just genuinely nicer in that building or, you know, while, while that mass is going on, stuff like that. So that's kind of what the approach felt like with the movie. And I, I pretty, I appreciated all of it. Like I appreciate all of the movie. Now I would say this is because I felt like, I think this is where it hurts it. I liked it so much that I wanted, I, I kind of wanted it to be done more or I don't know. I expect it. I, I wanted more. It was so. It it was. Uh, it, it it hurt itself based on its own success. Yeah. Because I wanted more, and I felt like it could have done more. Like could have gone deeper. Yeah. Like not that I felt like I missed anything, but I felt like it could have gone. Like maybe the jokes. Some of the jokes could have done more. They could have done more jokes into it. Or, and again, it's not that I felt like it was missing. I just felt like how successful how. Well, it approached everything and uh, yeah, they had the opportunity for to, it to do more. Exactly. That yeah. I think that's the only thing that hurt it. So because of that, and again, it, please understand, it's not that I think it's a bad movie. I just think that I, he did so well. And he was doing so well in the way I think he could have done more that I give it two and a half, two and a half Nickies. Two and a half? Yeah. I literally wanted to give it more, but I was just like. I'm giving it a three and a half. You know, three and a half? Okay. Yeah. Again, like I said, it's not that it's a bad movie. No, I don't no. think it's a bad movie in the least. It's just is that that it had so much opportunities to do so much more that it didn't like, give itself the the the. the, the and you know something? This is something. Do, I guess I'm uh, going into the next movie. Uh, going to the next movie. One thing I would say too is that the one thing I'm noticing and I feel bad about is I am super happy the VOD is becoming a normal thing as far as movies going straight to um, straight to video. Mm-hmm. But I think the one thing that needs to adjust, or maybe it just can't adjust to it, is although these movies are coming out are good, the good story, good structure, good uh, how they approach things, like stuff like that, it but all feels very like a lower budget, and I think that's where we're gonna we're gonna miss movie theater movies, yeah. is the scale of how things are done, even like 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 a comedy. It still feels like a lower budget, so it doesn't feel as big, and maybe the the jokes don't feel as big and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, like so. Because again, so, like you mentioned, a couple other movies, like the one with Green Hornet. Yeah, it was not as good, but it felt bigger. You know, like a bigger it was, movie. It was a bigger budget movie. Exactly. Yeah. So unfortunately, that's what I'm saying. That that's where these movies are gonna hurt because they don't. They they unfortunately they're just not gonna have that big bang whatever yeah they're not gonna a lot of you know what's what it's gonna hurt theaters because we're not gonna have big budget movies but where where they're gonna have smaller budgets they're gonna be more critical on the writing and i I, 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 I love that because now we i feel like now there's gonna be an opportunity to have more creative people Mm -hmm. to do more original content than ever before now now that you're like now that we don't have this big budget now we can't just pull anything out of a hat trying to make hopefully makes money now we need to have content that's original that people want to watch they'll be like oh this movie is just like this one why i'm gonna spend 20 bucks on it if it's not like a huge blockbuster movie that's already anticipated you know what it is i think it's gonna restructure how movies are made in the sense of because think about it like there's movies that that are older like let's say the early mid 90s movies yeah they don't have the kind of budget that we have now but they're still iconic i mean you think about like the one that you recommended today. Exactly, what I was thinking Empire uh, Records. Empire Records. That mo- whole movie took place in one setting, and there's a bunch of people, just a bunch of teenagers at the time, just hanging out, talking, you know, listening to music, right? But it felt big. The movie still felt big at the time, and um, 
but it was again it was more centralized focus maybe it's like the cgi basically it's almost like the rules of how movies are made now especially big budget you know with cgi and all these different things maybe it has to adjust to something on a smaller scale that way you can still have that um like that that kind of like that extra big quality without taking away from the movie yeah no of course so we'll see i don't know I think I just waiting for for movies to keep up because again these are all movies that were created prior to to the whole situation right because it's not like they're being filmed now yeah they were filmed specifically for VOD they were filmed specifically for these these platforms so maybe with the adjustment the the budget starts going to uh, to these because who make like HBO Max who made the HBO Max make that themselves which one American Pickle yeah no. It was supposed to be a the- theatrical release, but because it got pulled, mm-hmm. and they know it, was, this is like one of those buffer movies. I think it was like it's going to be a decent movie, but I don't think it was meant to go to to the to movie theater. Theaters. Yeah, it was meant to go to the theater. Yeah, I think it was meant to go to the theater, and they picked up the deal. Yeah, we talked about it. That it was supposed to come in theaters mm. uh, mid year, mid mm-hmm. mid to twenty twenty, but because everything got delayed. Netflix, uh, HBO picked it up as as a licensing deal to put it and show it on there. Okay. Service. But now we get on to the next movie. What we got? What do you got? It's Project Power. Oh, that's right, Project Power. This is with uh, Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon Lovett. Yeah, Joseph Gordon Lovett. And it's uh, it's pretty much of a former soldier that teams up with a cop, which is uh, uh, Jamie Foxx teams up with uh, Jamie former Gordon soldier yep. to uh, to find the source of a dangerous pill that gives you temporary superpowers. Mm-hmm. So that's the premise of the whole movie for that. I think it was really good. I I was in, I enjoyed it. Um, the Dominique uh, uh, Fishback, yes, uh, the girl that plays Robin, she stole the show. I think she did great for for. I think this is her first movie. Like it full, looks like full, yeah, full, it looks full, like maybe yeah, like like she had like a she was in the main cast. Mm-hmm. But I think she did good. Uh, Jamie Foxx, you know how Jamie Foxx is. He always he always delivers when he needs to. Gordon, James Gordon Love. I was t- when I was watching it, I was t- uh, telling my wife, I'm like, I remember him from like, like when he used to do like Thirty Rock, uh, Thirty Rock from the Third Rock from the Sun. One of my favorite movies, uh, Ten Things I Hate About You. Yep. Yep. That's what I was like. He, I think actually, you know, it's funny. Robin did a great job, and I think she was a great uh, kind of lead character for this this uh, this movie. Um, but I would give it to Jordan uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt in this one because he was every time he was on screen he entertained me. Yeah, like he was. I, I was. I wasn't. I was looking forward to him being on screen, and that's that's one thing I like. So I give it to him as far as stealing the show because I think he really did a. But I did. She. I think the the, the female character did a great job, and what I liked it wasn't too. I felt like okay, so like when whenever you see a character like that, like okay, kind of like the under under anticipated person, yeah, in a movie, I feel like whenever they try to show you what their skill set is or their their value, super heavy handed, right? You know, it's like all of a sudden they could do things like on a whole nother level, and they're like, oh man, I'm super impressed. So I felt like everything, it felt more like I just liked it better. Like it didn't feel like heavy handed. It felt like you know, like selling me on it. Like yo, she genuinely has this gift she genuinely just showed her value yeah and it, it wasn't like you know constantly hey praise her praise her no yeah. it just she just did it like because she kept on just putting being there yeah and i like that it's just every you know every situation she was just should just be present to be helpful so it wasn't like like yes it wasn't the whole movie it was just focused around her just she just happened to be at the right time, time. right and, to replace with different, different things to, to yeah to to adapt to the situation that was so hand. but Okay, so like it sucks because this, I want to. I really want to get into this, it, but I can't. But like, all right, with this movie, it brought in a lot of questions of, of like, the superhero, the superpowers, and their limitations, their, um, uh, their abilities, um, the extent of what they could do. Like it opened so much doors and quite of questions. I did like that part where it was. Um, it makes you think because, it, you know, instantly if I was to tell you, oh, there's a pill that gives you powers, um, you were like, oh, of course I'll take it. No, like this made you like, OK, are you sure? And that's what I'm saying, because they gave everybody who took it something. But it it's never what you like. 
it's never the dream that you think it might be. Yeah. And that's what I liked about it. It wasn't like just. It, it showed the effects of overuse, prolonged use, and even those questions. I, I felt like it's like almost like a very long. like. It literally did take the idea of superpowers and turned it into. A drug. An actual drug. Yes. Yeah. So I, I like that. I like that part. I love that um, aspect of it where it's. Because I, I mean, I thought it was going to. I mean, not that I thought it was going to be silly. I thought I liked the idea when I heard it. But the fact that they went into it and it actually functioned the way, it, you know, it did. Like, not everybody was just going to have, like, the cool abilities. Like, yeah. it wasn't like that. And I like that part. It was just like, no, everybody's going to have a completely different experience, and you don't know what that's going to be. That, and that's, that's the thing that's the best part of the movie, that yeah. it gave you that that perspective of that everybody's, like you said, everybody had a different. And then the thing is, what's great about it, and it's kind of a spoiler, but it's not, is that nobody knows what their superpower is until they use it. So you have that fear. Of like, yeah, if you, you do know. it and it's something horrible, like, yo, what happens if I take this and I become a booger? Like, you don't even know. That's what I'm saying. You don't <laughs> know what uh, you don't know what you were gonna do. And even like, not again. I'm trying to. I don't think it's gonna spoil it. Hopefully, it's not gonna spoil it. I felt like even when people had cool abilities, it necessarily. I mean, necessarily wasn't cool. Like, yeah, you you know you you know you might have this thing, but the effect that it had. You know what it reminds me of a little bit, like um, like the boys. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, these people had these great, amazing abilities, but there were, some, you know, some side effects in the sense of like how those abilities affected the world around them or, you know, their lifestyle in general doesn't always mean it was going to be good. Yeah. No. Per- like super strength, super, super strength seems cool until you crush somebody's hands for like, you know, or just by uh, touching them or something. Unintentionally. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's, it, it, it what I think it does open up to the opportunity to make more movies, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like, excuse me, I do think, like I was saying, like I do think it opens up the opportunity to go into other, uh, uh like more movies, but I feel like this would be great as like, um, one off, one not one offs, yeah, like, like one, like, uh, an introduction it? to that world, I, I yeah. Like mostly, I don't want to see. Like, that's that's one thing I think that we. I don't have, want to follow those characters anymore. Exactly, but we ha- we, unfortunately, here in the U.S., we do have that thing where I mean, again, this is more like I'm you know, the the way every every country works or every every country does movies, they're very like different like uh, styles and like yeah. you know stuff like that. But I think here we're very we 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 tend to always want. The, the characters that they get created in the first one yeah to come back because i think that's what hurt heroes originally right the tv show yeah because i think from what i read i think the original series was supposed to be a one-off every season was going to be a different set of heroes so because yeah. it wasn't going to be the same actors or the same people coming back i think that's when they just said no we're just gonna bring those because they they, they created a lot they created an yeah. interest who did it uh the purge did it or how they how they did the first one and then the second one it was a whole different cast exactly in the same same universe but different cast yeah so I think that would be great if they would expand this like Project Power like this movie was set in New Orleans but like Project Power New York Project Power Miami Project Power like if it goes state to state or international to see what they would do how to expand mm-hmm. it. Maybe they'll they'll have one running. Maybe they'll have one running theme of like a background theme mm-hmm. throughout the whole the next three or four movies they want to make it mm-hmm. as like one like giant conglomerate trying to be a super entity. I just hope they don't like. I would be okay with that if they don't bring any like nothing against. It. I loved every character. I love like I said, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. I loved Robin's character. Um, I just I think like you said, I think it would be better off if none of those people come back. Yeah. Like it was a completely one off, but you maybe keep the director and the writer. Yeah. So that way it can still feel like the first the one. consistency is still there. Exactly. It feels like the first movie, but definitely new people, new characters get introduced and, you know, new experiences with the with the drug. Because maybe, hey, maybe they can get into something where um, you start to kind of use it with something else. Like, you know how people take like you know whatever cocaine and mix it with weed and like it creates a whole different type of situation yeah can you imagine if they start doing it where if somebody takes this and then they take it with like um they take it with like a like something like a acid or something like that 
it literally creates a completely different type of power or it, the power changes into something kind of warped. Yeah. So, you it know. It has an inverse reaction to it, so it just weakens everything. Like, if you have super strength, you have super weakness. Oh, that's, <laughs> that'd be cool. That'd be a weird one. Yeah, like, something like it's completely different than what you. It has a counter effect of what you were trying to expect to. Yeah. Or, yeah. That'd be crazy. <laughs> but how many Nikki's do you give this? Um, I give this a three and a half Nikki's. Three and a half? Yeah. I, I was it. really pleased with it. It was really well done. Love the characters. Um, there was a, a scene with, I don't want to say what that scene was, but you'll know what I mean when I say it. Like, so the one with, um, uh, uh, um, Jamie Foxx? No. Jamie Gordon uh, Lovett? Yeah. Joseph, Joseph Gordon Lovett. Joseph Gordon Lovett. And, um, I believe the mother. Yeah. Had me rolling. Oh yeah. I just could not stop laughing at that scene. Yeah, no. So that, that was one of the one of the things that stole it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I give it three and a half also. So So please, if you get a chance, check it out. It's on, it's Netflix. on Netflix. Yeah. So. Give us your thoughts. Tell us what you think. Mm-hmm. And all right, so we have two more two quick reviews yeah, of up? places I've been to. Uh one I, I I for some reason I had it in my notes and I forgot to mention it mm-hmm. was West Orange Creamery. Okay. It's on in Okoe by 50 Mills 50 and McGuire, right next to the comic books place mm-hmm. uh, where your office is at. Yeah. It's, uh, they do like root beer floats. They have like different types of ice cream. So I had a Oreo. What brought you there? Because I'm not sure. Were well, you looking for one, one spot? Was one spot closed? Did you say one spot was closed? No, one spot's still there. They're still open. Okay. But there's a comic book store. Oh, is that why you were there? Yeah. There's a comic book store that I know I go to. Uh, when I used to work in that area, I used mm-hmm. to go to a lot. So I was out with my wife out there for something. I forgot what it was. And I was like, hey, can we stop at the comic book shop? She was like, all right. So we get there. And unfortunately, it was closed. But we were fortunate enough to be like, hey, West Orange Creamery is open. Let's get some <laughs> ice cream. So she ended up getting a butter pecan, which was really good. It's, and I, and here's the crazy thing about it. Mm-hmm. It's not my flavor, my type of flavor. I don't like that butter yeah. pecan for some odd reason. But it was really good. But I have to tell you, that Oreo milkshake mm-hmm. i want to go back and get another one it was creamy it was and it was you know what, what people out it what's great about it mm-hmm. when i talk to the cashiers like oh she's like oh we have oreo ice cream i'm like oh can we mix it she's like how about I just do vanilla bean and mm-hmm. i have oreos and i crush it in there and just stir it up for you i was like do it <laughs> just do it and she did it it was amazing i give this spot uh four out of five nickies wow Four out of five Nikki's. And you've never tried it before that? Never tried it before that. Even though you go to that, that comic book store all the time? Yeah. Because wow. I'm not a big ice cream person. That's one thing about me. I'm not a huge... Like, ice cream, of, uh, for me to crave ice cream yeah. or crave something sweet like that, it's mm. very rare. Well, I had the same experience with... um, What was the, that place? I don't think it's there anymore, unfortunately. But the one that... that, that, that uh, For your wedding, the donuts place, the little... The blue donuts? Yeah, that little blue donuts. I don't like donuts. I'm not one to go out there like if people bring donuts, I don't touch them. But I tried it and I loved them. I literally loved all the ones they made, and I I am not a donuts guy at all. So yeah, yeah, definitely. I I can see that if it's done well enough, you can almost you can change your palate. Oh yeah. So the other spot I want to talk about, and there's some, uh, and it's a spot that we've been we frequent a lot mm. uh, last year, and I think it actually won. The 2020 Nikki's Awards of Best Local oh, Spot I'm sure it did. Of, uh, to Eat At, which was Badass Sandwich. And I just want to do another review on their special that they had this week. Was uh, Yeah, I was going to say, what was their special this week? It was they, uh, Capone 2.0. Capone 2.0. Yeah. Okay, so tell me what's in a Capone 2.0. The Capone 2.0 is loaded with uh-huh. chorizo, uh, Santa Paolo. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking up the name. Serrano ham, salami, uh, capicola, fresh mozzarella, cherry peppers, lettuce, tomatoes, spicy vinaigrette, and Thai basil macchiano aioli. So is there sandwiches, like, what is the time frame between these sandwiches? The what? The time frame between these, like, specialties. Um, I think it's every week. Every week they have a new specialty? I think every week they have a new special, or every two weeks, but sometimes they'll sell out and they'll just... Sometimes they'll bring back old specials, mm-hmm. but this one, um, and the last special, they used to have pickles, but they took out the pickles on the the 
Capone, the first mm. one, they took out the pickles, but now they, they just added, uh, if I'm not mistaken, they added the cherries, the pepper cherries. Yeah. Instead of the pickles. So that's what they changed it up. To, so it was a little bit spicy. You know that way, what I'm like that inspires me to do right now is um. So I have a, I want to say I have a limited palate. I think I have a limited palate because my palate's based on what I've had previously. You know, like oh man, I've, I'll like this. I won't like this. Kind of like yeah, right. We're gonna do a food adventure. That's okay. what I was thinking. I was like maybe I should just go there every week and just be like just buy the sandwich. Yeah. And just not even worry about what's in it. Just try it. Or as is. Because that's my. I think sometimes I I kind of prejudge. Because I I will say this. I'm not good with texture. Yeah. Anything that's too like kind of like gel, like you know, like that jello, not solid, not soft type thing. Yeah. Oatmeal's and stuff like that. I'm not good with. I'm just, it does not work for me. But I would like to expand my my palate as far as just tastes and foods. All right. So let's. So now we have another challenge for Nikki. Mm. Let's do like inspired Nikki another Nikki local challenge, travel challenge. Uh, inspired by, uh, because we talked about it. How I met your mother. We should do. Oh. The best burger in Orlando search. The best burger in Orlando search. Yes. You know, we pretty much feel like we've no, we found the best burger in Orlando. Right now, we have our number one spot, and uh, and we'll leak it now. It's that one spot. Well, I, I think people hear that and they they think we're just like talking in reference, like no, 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 no. We All reference right, guys, it right. All right, everybody. It's 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 literally called that one spot. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. Not Wendy's. Not McDonald's. Not. Uh, Beth's Burgers, nothing like that. It's called That One Spot. That's it. And if you go there, tell them that we sent you and order that one spot burger just as a starter. Everything, because their salmon burgers beyond belief. <laughs> Yo, it's amazing. But if you want to start off just to test the waters, go mm-hmm. for that one spot burger and you're welcome. But you know what? We're going to do a review of that next week. We're going we're to go to that one spot and have a burger. I think we should and pick. We should try to narrow it down to like top five, top, top five, five, and then. Maybe. So we're gonna we're gonna straight start from the, our gold. We're gonna go straight to our gold standard first. Which no, no, is let's go to that one last. Last, okay. Yes. So we'll, we'll like let's try all the other ones, and if that one still holds up compared to the other ones that we had, yeah, yeah, because I don't want to like set that as our like, like you know whatever. I you know let's try the other ones, and if that one still blows them out the water. Then yeah, but if that one doesn't taste nearly as good as like A, B, or C, then we know. All right, how many are we trying? Five. I'm gonna limit it to five, and maybe top five. Top, f- yeah. All right, well, but we're not gonna we're gonna at least try twenty of them before we do to get to get a top five. We want to try start- twenty of them. Hell yeah! It's not gonna be an overnight thing. We're gonna take. We're gonna be a journey. Dear Lord, man, this is a journey to finding the best burger in Orlando, and we're gonna have everybody come with us to hear us, maybe watch us try these damn burgers okay yes. <laughs> but the capone too at badass house gotta find, <laughs> gotta find nicky's way to get back on message buddy way to get back on message <laughs> yes so. yeah all right so now let's get into the uh, events happening this weekend let's go nationally which or internationally really because i think they're going across the u.s too is and we spoke on it fairly several counts uh countless times in the past couple episodes is dc fandom is this week this saturday is an all-day 24-hour event with five different halls which uh comprises of like panels for for um, movie panels that i think they're going to be doing a teaser for the some um, suicide squad game trailer a teaser for captain uh wonder woman a teaser for the snyder cut a teaser for Mortal Kombat. They 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 leaked supposedly leaked out. I haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of other events uh, around DC fandoms going on with all their halls. But for our local events, which is uh, going through Twitch, through our boy Kent Ward from Ogonku Overdrive, it is Ogonku Virtua Three. So it's an online, it's a Twitch concert, and uh, it's four acts. Uh, comprising of nerdcore music. A uh, few of them we have seen. Uh, one of them was uh, Descendants of uh, Edric. Uh, it's a progressive metal band, if you guys are into that. It, they, they cover classics, ranging, franchises ranging from The League, uh, Legend of Zelda, Final Fantasy, Chrono Trigger, uh, Super Mario Brothers, uh, Secret of Mana, and other type games, RPG games, JRPG games. 
Uh, that's one act. The other act is, uh, I think it's called 8-Bit. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, it is 8-Bit. I apologize. And they do recreate um, Nintendo soundtracks note for note on piano. And another one was DJ Joe. We saw them at Ogonku Overdrive uh, 3, two years ago, at the Geek Easy. And lastly is the Runaway 4, which is a synth, four-piece synth group, rock group, uh, that has appealed to all gamers of all ages. And they, they're they like pretty much a love letter to classic video game themes, old and new. So that's Virtual Ogaku or Virtual 3. Uh, this Saturday on Twitch, on Ogaku Overdrive is the Twitch. So it would be twitch.tv backslash Ogaku Overdrive. Our boy Kent Ward to be running that that uh, event. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, if you have any questions or comments or suggestions of what should we talk about or things we wait to improve the podcast, please let us know on our social media pages on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Nerds in the City. You can always send us an email at Nerds in the City Podcast at gmail.com. And like always, guys. Send a nerd, bring a nerd, tell a nerd. All right, everyone, have a great week. Good night.